Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you want to control the amount of oil that your skin is producing, the worst thing that you could do is strip away all of your natural oils. I'm Kirby. And I'm Sarah. Welcome Welcome to to Los Angeles. Every week, we break down the most important beauty news and launches, interview your favorite beauty experts, influencers, and celebrity guests, and review our favorite beauty products of the moment as your beauty editor BFFs from the beautiful and great city of Los Angeles. Welcome, Glamjolinos. We hope you stay a while. (laughs) Cute. That's cute. Happy Tuesday, Kirby. We are here. It's Tuesday, (laughs) and we have a little bit of a different episode. I feel like we've been saying this for the past four weeks straight. We have a little bit of a different episode, or we're changing things, but... We're keeping things spicy and exciting. Things are exciting when, you know, you can change things up whenever you want. So this, we have so many amazing guests that we are trying to figure out the best way to incorporate everyone as needed. And we decided that in order to do that and make it relevant for the times, that today we have a guest episode. And it's a really, really good one. We'll get into it soon. But first, we want to kick things off with... What's What's on on your face? face? Okay, Kirby, you are up this week. All right. I've talked about this on the podcast before. Have not reviewed it. Have spent the past four weeks reviewing it. And I've been teasing this nonstop on my Instagram. So if you are following me and you have heard me speak about this magical product that has gotten rid of my hollows under my eyes, okay, here it is. Y'all are getting the sneak peek before I post it anywhere else. Drum roll. We need a little drum roll, please. It's the droplet. (laughs) Shocking. I know. So many people guessed it, but when I tell you that this is revolutionary, this is the future of how you're going to get your skincare ingredients, this is it, y'all. Get on board. I swear we said this in the in the previous episode where we talked about Droplet, how it's going to be similar to the Keurig of, we hope it's similar to the Keurig of skincare. Right. If you are a brand in skincare, you need to start... A partnership. Yep. You need to start working on your relationship with the droplet girls because this device is better than any skincare device I have ever used in my entire life. That's a lot of products, Mm y'all. Okay. That's a lot of gadgets. That's a lot of products that promise lots of things that don't deliver. And Sarah knows this. When people say, so I, I don't know if this is actually factually true, But when people say dark circles or bags 
and they use them synonymously, I kind of get upset because to me they're different things. Mm -hmm. Dark circles is obviously a color or a shade that appears under the eye, right? They are two different things. Bags are where you have puffiness. So the way that you would treat them is completely different. When you have bags and puffiness, you use cooling mechanisms. You want to de-puff. When it comes to dark circles, it is incredibly difficult to get rid of dark Mm -hmm. circles with topical products. Yeah, we've had like many experts on the pod that say when we ask them for their advice on that, they don't really have like any product recommendations. They don't have any. Exactly. And when an eye cream claims to get rid of your dark circles, I'm super sus unless I've seen some type of clinicals. It's just very difficult to get rid of dark circles, like I said, with a, a topical eye cream. Um, you can get rid of them with filler. We know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's also something that you have to be very, very careful about. Make sure you're seeing the right person for injections. And, you know, th- these are things that dark circles can be hereditary. Yep. They can be caused by lack of circulation. There's so many factors. So oftentimes when I see a, a eye cream and they claim that it helps to conceal or alleviate dark circles, it's because that there's like a pigment or something within the product that superficially kind of covers them up, right? Or brightens. It doesn't necessarily get rid of them. Mm-hmm. So... That being said, Droplet really is going to be a competitor not just for topical skincare products, but for injections. The clinicals on the website are absolutely incredible. I mentioned this before, but when you go and you see how people's crow's feet and lines on their forehead basically, I mean, truly disappear after using the product for eight weeks straight. The device itself is $299. It comes with a little starter pack of the capsules that includes retinol, glycolic, and collagen. And then after that, you can subscribe to get these capsules every 30 days or so. I'm a stan, y'all. I I bought more capsules. I went ahead and got my ass on the internet and ordered them myself. And y'all know that that's a big deal because we are getting so many products to review over time. And I remember, Kirby, when we were talking about the droplet earlier, we were discussing how they uh, pitched themselves or like, you know, on the website, they described themselves as like, I can't remember what it said, but basically it was like pain-free Yes, using those descriptors. And so I think the both of us were like, well, we know that it's a delivery system to, you know, help products better penetrate your skin. But there was that those words that they were using were like, what, what does that actually mean? Like, is this supposed to be a replacement for those injectables, those fillers? And so what you're saying is... Totally. Yes. 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 And it is, I mean, I'm noticing that the, the crow's feet around my eyes, less prominent. The biggest change, though, was the dark circles. And not even the dark circles, but really the hollowness under my eyes. As I've gotten older, I have noticed that I'm losing the volume under my eyes. Um, and that's just because gravity takes its toll. The thin, uh, the skin underneath your eye gets thinner. And that makes the dark circles more apparent. Mm-hmm. I started using the droplet. And I was really, really keen on the collagen. Because I think, as we discussed before, topical collagen usually a miss for me it doesn't really do that much in my humble opinion but because of this delivery system and the mist and how it penetrates 20 cell layers deep yeah 
and they have all the they have literally everything that you could possibly want to prove this okay this is like not them just making up stuff to sell it i'm just i'm so excited about this product because it's it's amazing but anyways long story short i started using the collagen and i was using it consistently and i swear it was magic one day i woke up and i looked at my face and i was like am i imagining this or is my is my under eye fuller than it was yesterday and I noticed that the curve of my mouth that normally kind of curves downwards was starting to be lifted a little bit more and that's when I was I thought to myself okay this has to be it Mm -hmm. this is really the only thing I've been using in the past Mm -hmm. you know 14 days that would warrant this type of change in my skin and were you like using it like concentrating on those areas so let me tell you how it works when you when you turn it on you put the capsule in you turn it on um it it's you know this little lightweight thing it kind of makes a loud noise because there's a literal motor in it that pumps the mist out Mm -hmm. you do it in three areas of your face and it takes less than a minute I mean it's well that's what I was gonna so I haven't been using it for as long as you have because I got a little bit of a later start but it's for the results that you get, it's so easy to use. It's so easy. It is. It's almost like you, if you're in disbelief that it can actually do these things. Exactly. I mean, the amount of time that it takes to use it and then the results, I was shooketh to my core, as I like to say. So <laughs> you hold it in one hand. You do the left side of your face. They say do left side, do right side, and then do, you know, forehead, maybe nose and chin. Mm-hmm. And then you can run it again for a second time to make sure that everything in the capsule is completely gone. So in total, it's maybe six pumps of the mist. And I actually spoke to the founders of Droplet because I had a lot more questions like, okay, so it's a mist. Clearly the whole mist isn't going onto your face. Mm-hmm. Is Are we wasting product? And they explained, <laughs> no, they made that much knowing that not all of it was going to be concentrated specifically within the skin. However, you're getting more concentrated product from these capsules than you would in maybe another skincare product. Oh my God. So should we be doing this in like the shower or like a a, gla- a case of some sort? <laughs> Like locking ourselves in a box? No, no, no. That's what she was saying. She was saying you don't have to worry about it. You're not wasting anything in particular. You're you're getting the maximum amount that you possibly can get through this mist. Um, she has said that some people complain about the noise. And I was laughing because there's a literal motor in it. Of course, it's going to make noise. It's not going to be silent. And maybe it's on for 30 seconds to a minute max. It's not. Also, like, let's. that's like a fine trade-off. We're, yeah, we're fine with I'm that. I'm totally okay. fine with that. But. I have to say, if I'm going to rank the capsules based on what you absolutely need versus eh, I would say collagen is my preferred. I think collagen is the most game-changing, revolutionary capsule that they offer. And their collagen capsule, the reason why I love it so much, it's also formulated with vitamin C. Mm. So it's also giving you that beautiful glow. Remember how we were thinking, oh, maybe they can't use vitamin C? Yeah, yeah. Nope, they use it. They put it, they, they decided that instead of making it a separate capsule, it was better to combine it with the collagen. So collagen, vitamin C in the first capsule, I would say next would be retinol. The retinol results are on their website and it's truly remarkable seeing 
after eight weeks what this retinol has done to people's skin. And so how often, because I can't use the retinol right now, how often are you using the retinol? I'm using the retinol maybe once a week at this point. I'm really going hard. I use the droplet once a day usually at night and I'm using the collagen capsules mostly but then I'll throw in a retinol once a week and then I'll throw in the glycolic which is the last capsule that they have to be completely honest the glycolic is not my favorite only because of the mist it it kind of irritates like my nose and my my throat because mm. it's it's hard to explain. I, I don't know how else to explain it except I have this salicylic acid body spray from Neutrogena and I love using it on my back. But something about the salicylic with the spray, it makes me cough a lot when I when I mm. inhale it. And I think it's very similar with the glycolic acid capsule. They recommend, especially for that one, using it closer to your skin so that the mist doesn't kind of float about as much. Is it be- because it's an acid? It's like yes. an, an acidic like yes. mist? Okay, got it, got it. But I also asked about my under eye. Is it okay that I'm using it so close to my under eye? You know, the retinol and the collagen. And they said, yes, it's it's formulated to work that way. She said maybe avoid using the glycolic so close to your under eye, but for the retinol and for the collagen, you're good. So I have a question um, when you spoke to them about the retinol. Obviously, it's delivering it um, deeper, you know, having it penetrate your skin deeper, but is it also delivering it in a more gentle way, this retinol, so that it's okay to use if you have you know, more sensitive skin, like you are sensitive to retinol? That's a great question, Sarah. I didn't ask them that. Um, I just assumed because of how it's being delivered, you're not rubbing it topically on top of the skin. I I haven't had any issues with the retinol in terms of redness or flaking. That's not to say it doesn't. Right. But I'm, I'm wondering if this is like the solution for like using retinol and getting the benefits of it, but delivering it in a gentle way. Because if so, that is also really game-changing. Totally. And the thing about the droplet is that they really, when you go to their website and you learn more about the brand, it's about delivering ingredients into the skin instead of just sitting on top of the skin. It really goes in deeper than other skincare products. And You know, this is a medical device. This started off as a medical device. They're doing some amazing things with the the organization Escapes Me, but they're working with essentially wounded warriors on, um, you know, potentially helping Mm -hmm. these veterans from having to get, you know, amputations and things like that. So this is a really game-changing product, not just in the skincare world, but in the medical field. I mean, this is why NASA has Mm -hmm. decided to back them because they see the benefits and they see how important this this instrument is. And did they recommend uh, following up with like a specific kind of moisturizer or cream or like, can you use an oil? Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It really, it's, it's a part of your skincare routine. So I use it similar to a serum. I double cleanse my face. I'll go in and I will apply, um, I'm trying to think if there's a, actually I don't use another serum with it because obviously. I was going to ask you that because it seems like it's a good replacement for whatever evening serum you're using. Obviously because I was testing it, I didn't want to Mm -hmm. 
alter the results if by chance I mixed it with another serum or whatever. So I was just using it straight, you know, the capsules by themselves and then going in and applying a moisturizer on top. Um, and, and that's kind of it. And then slugging some nights. So um, I have been, oh, the last thing I was going to say, I asked them if this was a long-term thing. So after, like, do I need to keep using this every single day to keep these results or over time, will I be able to go to maintenance once or twice a week? Great question. And it kind of, re- it kind of reminded me a lot of the new face and that you should go hard mm-hmm. to see the results you want to see maybe five times a week, seven times a week, whatever. And then as you start to see the results that you want, you can maintain with, you know, once or twice a week. Um, I'm waiting for my collagen capsules to come in and I subscribe so I can get them every month. But (laughs) mama is so freaking excited about this. I mean, I just, I think what they have done is truly, truly remarkable. So congratulations to the droplet team. Y'all have totally killed it, and I cannot. Oh, my God. I can't, I can't wait to see my results. I know. Um, I'm if you could pick one product. Droplet. That, no, no, no. <laughs> if you could pick one, like, product that you could use with droplet, like a partnership or, like, you know, like a Keurig. Hero. Oh, yes. The, the anti- anti-inflammaging. Uh, serum hero get on it and that and the, I think the reason that would work really well is because they are both derived from medical necessity right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so totally. I think hero would be great and then the one that keeps popping in my head just like a skincare brand that everybody really knows and loves it would be Sunday Riley I think Sunday Riley would absolutely kill it they could come up with some really awesome capsules to start implementing droplet needs to also like work with some estheticians and do some you know when we are back uh on doing red carpets like this would be a great you know pre-red carpet like eight week transformation well it's funny that you mentioned that Sarah because we have an amazing esthetician Look at that segue. Are we professionals or something? (laughs) We have an amazing esthetician. Joanna Vargas is our guest today. I would love to get this in the hands of Joanna Vargas. I think she's going to eat this droplet up. Absolutely. And I would love her daily serum to be a part of of those capsules. But Joanna is, if you haven't heard of Joanna, can we just sing her praises for a second? She is one of the most sought after estheticians when it comes to celebrity skincare. Plenty of A-list actors and actresses are on Joanna's table ahead of important events like the Oscars and the Met Gala. Joanna originally went to college for photography, but shortly after went to beauty school and fell in love with giving facials. She worked at an organic spa and then a celebrity dermatologist before opening her own namesake, wow, own namesake spas, first in New York City, then at the Sunset Tower in LA, and her clients are everyone that looks good julianne moore <laughs> naomi watts rachel wise mindy kaling mindy kaling oh oh jinx yeah jinx so many the you have to listen to the end of this episode because we ask her our question who would be your you know celebrity co-star if you were a famous actress and it's just one of the biggest flexes i've ever heard in my life but don't fast forward to the part. Just listen to the entire episode because she also drops a lot of other great uh, words of wisdom about how to get the your glowiest, healthiest, bounciest, most hydrated skin ever. Exactly. And, and the difference between things like dry and dehydrated skin, the difference between Vaseline and Aquaphor, which 
news to me. She taught me something brand new. So enjoy this episode and we will talk to you on Friday with another lovely guest. Well, 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 look who we have here. It's one Joanna Vargas. How are you? Gosh, I'm great, you guys. It's so nice to see your cute little faces, even though it's on Zoom. (laughs) I know. We would much rather see your glowy complexion IRL, but it's looking very fabulous right now via Zoom. I dream about your spa at the Sunset Tower Hotel and how luxe it is. When you walk down those stairs and walk in, all of your worries a race. They melt away. It's like a little sanctuary underneath there. Thank you, you guys. Especially in that LED bed. Yeah, that's the best. Good to do your whole body, get in naked and have everything refreshed. Before we start our interview with you, we are going to ask you, what's on your face? Okay, so I'm going to pick two things that really excite me. One is for the skin and it's a tinted serum by Ilia. It's got, you know, squalene and lots of skincare ingredients, which I love because my skin gets really dehydrated during the day. I'm like completely obsessed with it. I wear it all the time now over my skincare. So that's one thing I'm wearing today, as you can see. And then the other thing is a body product by a friend of mine. His name is Jordan Samuel. And he has a body oil, which again, I'm the worst person in the world because I don't know the exact name of it, except Jordan Samuel's body oil. It smells divine. It feels so good on the skin and it really goes into the skin. And I feel like because of the oil, oils in there. It's olive oil base. It holds hydration in the skin, which obviously we're going to talk about that a little bit today, but it feels really good now in this dry winter climate that I'm in right now. Yeah. Cause Joanna's in New York right now. So she is going through it. And you know what? I think we have to shout out Jordan Samuel because Jordan Samuel is the brand that I think every single esthetician I know recommends. Like when I'm scrolling on Instagram and I see people talking about like their favorite other brands, if they have their own brand, he's always a part of it. And he's a really incredible person. Yeah. He and I have been friends for really a good 10 years now. I've known him forever. He's one of the nicest people in the industry. You know, his formulas are really great. He's a really smart esthetician. And I think that that's what he's known for. And, you know, I really enjoy using all of his products and just the fact that he used to be a professional dancer is so interesting and such an interesting facet to who he is as a person. And I think it speaks to how detail oriented he is, honestly. Shout out to you, Jordan. Love ya. I think it's really fascinating that before you were an esthetician, you went to college for photography. The personality fit wasn't there. It just didn't work. So how do you feel that your education in photography ultimately ended up helping you become this esthetician? And are there any facets of photography that you use when you're working on somebody's skin? Well, I think that I definitely look at somebody's face like an artist would. You know, I look at your skin and certainly when we're talking about sculpting and lifting and tightening and all of those 
buzzwords and beauty, I look at you in that way and, and see how I could make you be the best you, the most beautiful you. So those kinds of things I think are informed by my artistic background. I also just think I love beauty and aesthetics is a part of that, you know, and me having sort of this winding road to get to the beauty industry has made me, I think, really seek out what I was good at and really appreciate the fact that I do love what I do and that I did end up finding my passion. Kirby, I know you know this. I do facials every day still because I just enjoy it so much and it is so much a part of my DNA. So certainly I think it was informed by that. One of my favorite things about seeing Joanna and getting a treatment is sometimes you fall asleep, but mostly you're laughing your ass off because you're talking about everything and you're dying laughing about who is your longtime crush? Who is your biggest rock star crush? Oh, you mean like of all time? You mean like Depeche Mode like that? Yes. Yes. I remember one time we were talking about crushes or something and you said that you got to meet, was it Depeche Mode? I don't know, but we were cackling for like 25 minutes. We could have been talking about Bill Murray, who I had a crush on after I saw Stripes when I was like 11. Oh my God. (laughs) Okay, wait. Did you give Bill Murray a facial? He's one of my regular clients. I've been friends with Bill Murray for like, I don't know how long, (laughs) a really long time. Oh my gosh. Okay, wait, why are people reporting on that? (laughs) That's what I'd be reporting. When Bill comes to the salon, like he'll sit behind the reception desk for an hour after his facial and play with all the clients and pretend to be a worker. Oh my God, that would be a dream. I mean, we have such a good time with him. He just never leaves. He does all the Bill Murray stuff that you read about and then he's just gone. And that's why he looks so good still to this day is because he still sees you regularly. Amazing. That's the secret, Kirby. (laughs) I haven't seen him in a long time. That would be like if I became an esthetician and JC Shazay of NSYNC became my regular client, I would just be like, okay, listen, I'm not going to talk to you, but you have to sing the whole time while I'm giving you this lymphatic drainage massage. (laughs) He would never come see me again. Okay. All that to be said, I miss award season. I miss the hustle and bustle of going to the Sunset Tower Hotel. I miss all of the fun parties. I miss seeing people and catching up and just having this air of like, anything can happen because it's award season. LA is just so different around award season. Like Kirby said, it's super magical. It is magical. It is, you know, the stuff of dreams. You guys are absolutely right. I think like it was just interesting and cool to take a year off. But like if it's gone forever, I'm very sad about my life because it is very, very fun, which obviously it won't be. I think it's going to come back with a vengeance. Like people missed it so much this year that we are going all out in the years to come. So hope you enjoyed your break, Joanna. One of the reasons we have you on is because we are talking about on this episode how to get the most hydrated, bounciest, glowiest skin of your life. We constantly get questions from our listeners about this and who better to, you know, give us advice than you. And I think one of the biggest misconceptions that people have about achieving this goal of having this beautiful skin is knowing the difference between moisturizing your skin and hydrating your skin. So can you please break down the difference between the two? Like, what are we getting wrong? 
By the way, I love this question because it just gets to the root of all skincare. I feel like skincare, when we read magazines, it's focused on Botox and fillers and this and that. And, you know, we don't talk enough about the basic function of skin, which is to be a barrier between us and the environment. So, you know, hydration is all about getting moisture in to the skin cells, right? Whereas moisturizing is forming a barrier and trapping moisture in the skin. So two different functions. Hydration goes in, moisture sits on top and traps. Those are the two basic differences between them. So then having dry skin versus dehydrated skin is different as well. Is that what you're saying? Correct. So dehydrated skin, you would need hydration. And dehydrated skin can be present in any skin condition. You could have acne and dehydration. You could have oil in your skin and have dehydration. Hydration has to do with the water in your skin cells, right? So you're talking about penetrating and putting in something to make it more plump and juicy and fantastic looking. When you're talking about moisturizing, you're protecting the barrier layer, which is the outermost layer of the skin. And that barrier layer, you know, rules over how we react react to the environment. It rules over whether we have a reactivity to bacteria in the environment or stress in the environment. And that barrier layer can be compromised by different things that we do to our skin or how we live. I think one thing that I always see from estheticians that makes them cringe is when people say, oh, I don't use moisturizer, which couldn't be me, could not be me. Like who's not moisturizing their skin, right? But I'm actually surprised at how many people say, oh, yeah, my skin is oily or... Are these people using oils instead, like, or just altogether skipping? They're all together skipping moisturizer. They say that their skin doesn't need it. Their skin's naturally oily, and they feel that it just adds another layer of oil to the skin. Joanna, what do you have to say to those people? Well, look, I mean, that's such a loaded question. There's a lot going on there. I'm having heart palpitations. So I'm going to try to calm down. Okay. So first of all, like if you're having trouble with the amount of oil that your skin is producing, the thing that I think is like so old school, it's crazy. It's embarrassing is to think that you cannot put oil onto your skin. If you want to control the amount of oil that your skin is producing, the worst thing that you could do is strip away all of your natural oils. And when I became an esthetician, and this was like in the 90s, it was very fashionable to have glycolic acid in every step of your routine because more is more. So a glycolic cleanser, a glycolic toner, a glycolic serum, a glycolic moisturizer, you know, people would come in for facials, you could barely touch them because their barrier layer was compromised. So it was like red and raw and bumpy, and you couldn't really exfoliate them very well because their skin was a mess. But more importantly, people would complain like, well, if I stop using all this glycolic, my skin will just fill back up again, or I will get shiny all over again with all my oil. So if you strip away all the oils from the surface of the skin, you're basically telling your skin or your skin is reading that like, oh, I have to produce more oil. So you're just going to be in this rat race 
of oil production, you know, where you're, you're doing the opposite. If you want to control the oil in your skin, I would suggest using an oil on your face, like a jojoba oil, because it naturally mimics our own sebum which is what we call oil in the skin. And it also is a moisturizer. It will help lock in moisture into the skin in a way that won't clog your pores or do any harm to your existing acne or oily skin condition. So I hope that answers your question enough. This is such a hard concept for people to grasp, even though you're saying that it's such common knowledge, it really isn't for a lot of people. Like they just cannot fathom, aka Matt, my husband, that he should be using an oil on his skin. You know what I mean? Like it just, people just won't accept it. I'm so glad that you cleared that up because people need to be reminded about that, I think. Also, Sarah, I think that's an excellent point. I'm not saying that you have to put the whole bottle on your face all at one time. I think people have this idea that I'm asking them to put six pumps of an oil on their face and neck and that they have to walk around with like a thick layer of grease on their face. So that's an excellent point. Like you could just do one pump and press it into the skin all over. It'll absorb nicely. And that's that, you know? I think that your answer to that question is a good segue into... Can you just, from the naked eye, be like, dehydrated skin, dry skin, and what are those characteristics? Sure. So dry skin, what Kirby is talking about now, is the amount of oil that your skin produces naturally. That's all that dry versus oily means in this context, okay? So an oily-skinned person will have larger pores on their face. Perhaps the surface of the skin will look more like an orange peel, type surface. Whereas a dry skinned person, you won't necessarily be able to see pores even on the nose area. You know, obviously I'm using a magnifying lens to look at the skin, but even to the naked eye, when you look at yourself in the mirror, can you see your pores? Are there very little dots or are they a little bit more open like an orange peel type appearance? So that's the difference between those two things. Now, dehydrated skin like when you pinch it, is it plump when you pinch it or does it look crepey? That's dehydration, that crepey appearance to the skin. You know, dehydrated skin can also not bounce back as much when you touch it. Like, does it go bing back into place or does it seem to hang out for a second in that pinched position, which, you know, it happens in more mature skin types. So those are the differences between the two. And yes, I mean, fire me if I can't tell the difference between that when I first look at you. So yes, that's like the, one of the first things I look for when I touch your skin, because if you have dry skin, or if you have a compromised barrier to your skin. So if your skin is red and patchy, or if I feel like your skin looks stressed out to me, it's going to inform what I do in the facial. Whereas a dehydrated skin, which is just lack of moisture, maybe it's going to look more dull like it doesn't have a glow, but that's the difference between those two types of skin. And obviously every step of the facial will be different. That is my favorite thing to do to my four month old baby daughter is play with her cheeks and her skin because it's so bouncy and full. Oh, it's and the best. Soft. It's the best. <laughs> I'm like, can I be envious of a baby's skin? I don't know. Yes, absolutely. And have you noticed if she scratches herself? It heals like immediately. 
Yes. Yes. What is this? How do I bottle this up for myself? Super collagen. Yeah. (laughs) Seriously, I was going to say, so Sarah is the dry half of this duo. She's always dry. And when you look at Sarah's skin in real life, there's not a pore to be found. Can't find them anywhere. She's like, oh, I'm breaking out. Okay, yeah, where? Tell me, you little hoe. You're lying. Don't see a breakout. But I'm dry. I'm dry as the desert. She's like, I'm dry. I'm like, oh, oh, sad. You're dry. Meanwhile, I'm like, oh, cool. I look like an orange peel. I have pores all over my cheeks and nose. Okay, all that to be said, Joanna, is there some skin type that benefits more from a thick moisturizer? Can lightweight lotions do the trick for some people? When people come to you and they say, help my skin, I need a good moisturizer. How are you kind of prescribing, so to speak, to them? I mean, obviously, if you have more oily or acneic skin, a light moisturizer or a light formula will be absolutely fine for you. I'm not going to propose that you put, you know, a thick layer of Vaseline on your face, for example, um, because that'll overwhelm your skin and you're trading one problem for another problem in that case. So yeah, I like light moisturizers. There's a few that I like, like Tatcha has, it's called the water cream that is really, really light and kind of fabulous for anybody who has acneic breakouts or struggles with oilier skin. And then like, you know, a heavier moisturizer would be for somebody with more mature skin or more dry skin, you know, somebody whose skin doesn't produce a lot of oil, typically like Sarah, you know, the, how they have that tube of skin food. That's a great classic, uh, heavier moisturizer, which I like. Tatcha has like dewy skin cream, which is a heavier, thicker formula, which I like. So yeah, there's purposes to either. I mean, we touched upon earlier that like there are some people that favor using a face oil over another type of moisturizer. A face oil can still be a moisturizer. So like you could, you know, use a jojoba oil, let's say like, you know, my rejuvenating serum has jojoba oil or just straight up jojoba oil, organic jojoba oil. That counts as a moisturizer and you could just go ahead you know, if you're in a hotter climate and you don't need anything more like a a light, you know, creamy texture, then you can go ahead and put your sunscreen over that. So you definitely have options. You know, a thicker one would maybe be a ceramide, but it would depend on the formula because you can use ceramides even with oily acneic. Paula's Choice has a good ceramide plus retinol formula that I quite like for acne people. I feel like we have to ask her about her thoughts on slugging because you mentioned Vaseline and have you been following this trend that's emerged? Of course you have. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately trends are hard to avoid when you have to go on Instagram every day. So yes, I have been following. What do you think? Well, it works for some people. It doesn't work for other people, but what are your general thoughts on it? Well, I will tell you this much when I was in high school and in college, Vaseline was absolutely a go-to for me. I went to college in Chicago and that weather is like not fit for human habitation. It's so cold. I'm not ashamed whatsoever to tell you that Vaseline was on my face and on my lips every night and every morning when I went to class because it just felt like it worked for me. I'm not snobby when it comes to drugstore skincare or skincare that I would consider would that would be like more traditional. 
in the sense that it's more accessible to, you know, the majority of people. So just so everybody knows, Vaseline is considered, is in the moisturizing category because it is occlusive. It forms a barrier layer and it helps hold moisture in the skin, but it doesn't add any hydration to the skin. So if you're looking for both a barrier and something that adds hydration, then Aquaphor is the alternative slugging tool, which serves as both a hydrator. So it adds moisture into the skin and also forms a barrier later. So it adds and then holds moisture in your skin. Look, if it works for you and you want to do it, I'm not going to be like, you know, all snobby about it. I think skincare has to be accessible. And sometimes I think people forget that. So I'm going to say thumbs up if it works for you. I feel like, why didn't I know this? Thank you for explaining the difference between Aquaphor and Vaseline, because I literally just would group them together. In all of my years, in all of my years of covering beauty, I legit just thought they did the exact same things. I thought they were both just occlusive. Obviously, Aqua is in the name of Aquaphor. It totally makes sense. But you just kind of blew my mind with that. What an honor to blow your mind. I feel like you know everything. But that's why Aquaphor is something that derms will suggest to clients, which I realize neither of you are estheticians. I'm talking to you like, that's why your clients are saying that to you. But that's why clients say it all the time. People always say, well, my derm just said to use Aquaphor. They say that because it adds moisture in the skin and then forms that barrier layer. So, you know, it both repairs and hydrates. And it's great for after a peel, you know, barrier layers can be compromised, not just because you live in a dry climate. It can also be compromised for other reasons. Like you could over exfoliate or have gone crazy with a chemical peel or some other reason. You're just hitting all the points today. You like know what we want to talk about. Okay. So let's talk about increasing the moisture in your skin. What are some hacks, some tools, devices? What's your advice? How can we increase the moisture back in our skin? I try to make skincare accessible and simple. You know, to suggest a 20-step routine, I don't think is helpful to anybody. I don't think people do it. And I think it makes people feel like, well, I guess I just will never have good skin because I, you know, can't do that. So a lot of my advice or hacks and and stuff are just things that I think make it easy. So the first thing that I'm going to say is that like, if you wash your face or get your face wet in the shower and you're having hydration issues with your skin or barrier problems with your skin, because remember, those are two different things. You have to stop washing your face in the shower because the water's too hot and you're making your skin extra, extra compromised, extra dry, extra dehydrated. So that has to stop. I always suggest like, you know, if you're going to use like, let's say a lactic acid or a clay mask or something, put it on before you get in the shower. And while you're washing your hair and doing your whole routine, you know, your mask is getting the steam from the shower, but keep it on your face till you get out of the shower. And then you need to rinse your face with tepid water. You know, your skin craves balance, just like your body. Your body likes homeostasis. So like, you know, you want to keep things balanced. So that's one thing. I mean, I mentioned it before, if you're over exfoliating, if the climate is dry that you're living in, 
exfoliation should only happen once a week because any more than that, and you're going to compromise your skin's barrier and you're going to see redness and patchiness and flakiness. I would stay away from physical exfoliants. If you're having any type of struggle with moisture or hydration in your skin, because that will make it worse if you're having a barrier layer issue. So those things are like things that like are obvious. And then, you know, just know that heat and AC also create a dry environment. So if possible, a hack, if you will, is to get a humidifier for your bedroom. So when you're asleep at night, you know, have that humidifier pumping like juicy air (laughs) so that you wake up all like plump and good, you know, because being dehydrated or having skin that's stressed from the lack of moisture will inflammation, which will lead to breakouts and such. So those are just like simple tips. Do you sleep with a humidifier at night? I do. I try to do anything that I can to keep the skin glued together. Okay, so you talked about hacks and tools. You talked about a few things that are drying out your skin that you're probably, you know, not recognizing and you should change. We get a lot of questions about hyaluronic acid because hyaluronic acid has become like the hydration ingredient. It's in everything and it plays well with most other ingredients, right? So we're big fans of hyaluronic acid here, but a couple of years ago, the big thing for online media was actually hyaluronic acid is drying out your skin. They're very clickbait titles, but once you get into the meat of it, it's, well, it can be drying out your skin. And here's how. So do you have any thoughts on hyaluronic acid? Like, is there anybody that you're like, listen, maybe you shouldn't be incorporating this much of it in your routine? Or on the flip side, are you like, no, it's great for everyone. Just put it in everything and and use it all the time. You know, I think what happens in the beauty industry is that ingredients become like the darling of the industry. And then like what naturally happens, and this happens in celebrity world too. One minute you're winning an Oscar, the next minute everybody hates you. And I feel like hyaluronic acid won an Oscar. And then we decided we hated her. And... (laughs) We were just sick of her. Is hyaluronic acid Anne Hathaway of the skincare world? First of all, I'm glad that Anne Hathaway is getting her redemption arc. But like, remember when everyone was just hating on Anne Hathaway? It was so effed up. And it was because dumb James Franco was like trying to be all cool at the Oscars. And she was clearly like taking it seriously and trying to do a good job. And he was just a little dick anyways. And then she was like, hyaluronic acid is not my real name. She's like, I like to go by Annie instead. Can you call me Haya? hyaluronic instead of acid. Thanks. (laughs) Anyways, sorry. That was an amazing aside. So yes, I feel like I've been doing this shit a really long time, you guys. And like it happens with every ingredient. One minute it's like, oh, you know, it's skin saving. It's our saving grace. And you know, the next minute everybody's like, I hate it. So I think like I really try to help my clients understand that there's no one ingredient that's going to do everything for everybody. Hyaluronic acid is harmless. She didn't do anything to anybody, but to have it in every, every step of the routine 
Do you need that? Not really. It can be in your first step in your gel serum, you know, your water-based serum. And then you can put your face oil on top and then your moisturizer and on your way. Do you need it in all three steps? No. And I think that that's where things get tricky. I don't think the ingredient is bad. I think what happens is, is like people abuse the hell out of everything that they read about. And there's so much information that we don't understand what the hell is going on or who to believe or whatever. But like in a nutshell, hyaluronic acid attracts moisture. And so, you know, there's some discourse. I mean, there's some talk about like, is it pulling it out of your skin or putting it in, you know, hyaluronic acid exists in your own skin. So you know, you can skip it if you find it disturbing, all of reports that she was bad or whatever, but like, I don't think you have to fear it. It's not going to make or break your routine to take it out. I've always really liked it. It's in one of my basic serums, my daily serum, which I do recommend to everybody because I think it just works. But I look at skincare differently. I don't look at your skin as like dry, acne, whatever. I look at it more like what ingredients does everybody's skin need? And then that supersedes like skin tone, skin condition, or what's going on. Because if you're having a barrier problem or an oil problem, you know, there are a lot of habits and vitamins that you need to put into your routine in order to rebalance your skin again. So I look at things like a little bit differently, I think. I love the daily serum. It is chef's kiss. It smells so freaking good. I don't, it's sweet smelling, but not. How would you describe the scent of the daily serum? Because I guarantee you people are going to run out and buy it after we talk about it. Well, it's a combination of herbs and fruit. So it's got like some pineapple in it, but it also has sage and rosemary. So it has like a it's not a strange smell, but it's a unique smell that it's very pleasing to smell because I don't really like it when skincare overwhelms me. If I can smell my skincare on my face all day, I'm feeling queasy and unhappy. So I needed it to kind of blend in and and go away in a nice way. And plus like so many clients of mine complain if their boyfriend or significant other or girlfriend or husband or wife or whatever doesn't like the smell of a product, they have to throw it away. And so, you know, I think about all those things when I create formulas. But it's still really important to have the experience of make it pleasant Like Kirby and I talk about this all the time, even though we don't love, you know, synthetic fragrances that are added to skin, it still needs to smell good. I mean, we'll use, you know, smelly hot dog water, (laughs) vitamin C on our face because we know it'll work. But like for the most part, we want to enjoy, you know, applying our skincare. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm an esthetician. I wanted the experience of creating a formula to bring you back to the time that I gave you a facial. Let's talk about when people will be able to see you. Let's say a new celeb client comes in. Let's call her Annie. She's prepping for the Oscars. (laughs) So how far out are you working on their skin before this big event? And like, what are you recommending for their regimen, both, you know, when they see you in spa, but also at home in between appointments? Of course, it depends on the client, but like, Months in advance is when we start discussing it. And the discussion is not like, so do you think you're going to win an Oscar this year? Because I do. Because that's silly, right? 
nobody knows and that would be goofy and that's weird. But, you know, award season is approaching. Everybody knows it's a time where you're going to have lots of meetings, let's say, and lots of thing, events and things going on in California. So you want to look good. So I start treatment wise a few months ahead. We're doing, you know, Morpheus appointments, which is microneedling with radio frequency. I'll do a series of those on somebody if they can't come to New York, because I can only do that treatment in New York. We're talking about, you know, using the magic glow wand and I'll do FaceTimes with people and talk about like the steps of a facial at home. I'm sending care packages all over the world with product and stuff that I want people to start incorporating because usually like the lead up to award season, everybody's traveling a lot already doing press tours and stuff, especially if a movie or a TV show is hot, they're doing a lot. I'm all of that, like telling people what to do and how to take care of their skin because it's usually they're the most tired they've ever been in their lives. And they've been on more planes than they've ever been in their lives. And so they look their worst. And so I'm trying to kind of you know, combat that and come up with solutions. And it's simple stuff too, like going back to hacks and stuff. I have people, you know, wash their face in chamomile tea water because it's soothing and hydrating. I have people putting chamomile tea bags over their eyes every morning so they don't look puffy and tired and red, you know, just stuff like that. I think it's important that you talk about the lead up time because we obviously award season is technically maybe like eight weeks long and people just see them on the red carpet and are like, oh my God, they're born. I mean, a a lot of people are genetically blessed, but there's a lot of work that goes in to having a pristine complexion like that, especially when you have all these HD cameras on you. And I think a lot of times people see that and they see the gratification of, all of that work, but they don't see all the work that goes into it. So then they get discouraged, like, well, is my skin ever going to look like this? Am I ever going to get my skin to this place of where I feel confident in it? And you will, but you have to be consistent. You have to have a regimen and you have to also like give yourself some grace, like have grace about the process and know that it's not going to happen overnight. And, you know, your skin is only one part of you. It's not all of you. It doesn't make up who you are as a person. So I love that you talk about that because Sarah and I know, because we we know you and we've talked to you about this for years, about how much goes into creating this celebrity look. You know, it's not just like, oh, she decided to flop on a dress and walk on the red carpet. It's like months and months and months. Thank you for laying it out there that it's not just easy. It's not just easy breezy, wake up and go. Yeah, it's for the little girl that I was that thought that every girl in the commercial who used, you know, that particular shampoo, like that's why she looked so good or her hair was so bouncy. And I didn't know that, you know, it was hours of hair and makeup that made her look bouncy. And it's important to have people understand that, you know, you don't get born with perfect skin usually. It usually takes a bit of work. It's very unusual for anybody to have perfect skin, you know, out the womb through adulthood. There's always things that stress the skin, habits that we could change, little things and bigger things that, you know, we could change. And at the end of the day, like you said, Kirby, you know, give yourself a little grace. I always tell clients, you know, when you're doing your nighttime routine, 
when you're staring at yourself in the mirror, think of one good thing you did today. Because usually when we stare at ourselves in the mirror, we're like, I hate this, I hate that, or I shouldn't have done this, or I shouldn't have done that. Just that little bit of grace is really important and will change your outlook on on a lot of things. I love that. That's really sweet. It really works. We're going to hit a speed round before we let you go. This is just first thing that comes to mind, all right? What's your favorite skincare ingredient? Oh, epidermal growth factor because it's so healing. Probably can't even answer this, but let's say one of your celeb clients who has like the best skin or maybe someone who's like really good at listening to you and taking your advice and as a result has the best skin. Mindy Kaling, a very good skincare student, very eager. She was born with really good skin, but I think she's just beautiful. She looks great. Mindy just posted like a skincare meme. It was like a giant bag. She was like, me with all my skincare. I'm like, and then someone tagged Los Angeles and was like, you need to go on Los Angeles. And I was like, yes, get her on, get her on, please. What is your personal favorite step when giving a facial? Hmm, When giving a facial, if I'm doing a traditional facial, I always say that my favorite step is cleansing because it's the first time I'm touching your face. And what I'm trying to communicate to you is that you're about to have the best hour and that you're in good hands and that I care about you. And I think people think that that's a throwaway step. And I get cleansed a lot, like in other places, like I really think it's important to communicate that to a client right off the bat. And if I'm choosing a technological step that I do that I love, it's when I shoot people with the microneedling gun with radio frequency, because I mean, it just makes your skin look so good. Can you remember the first skincare product that you fell in love with? Uh, yeah, my first skincare product was a product line for children called Tinkerbell. And I had a body powder and a bubble bath. It was a little set. I was obsessed with their products. I had every single product they ever made. I don't think they exist anymore. It's something from the seventies, but it was the first time that I can remember being truly passionate about smelling good and making myself feel like I was so pretty when I used it. And I, I was obsessed with them. How freaking cute. Okay. We ask this to all of our guests, similar to what's on your face, but you moved to LA, you've become a big old movie star, and you're about to star in a blockbuster film. Who is your co-star? Oh my God. Um, my co-star, I would probably want to do like a girl gang as my co-stars. And I would want like Mindy Kaling because I adore her and I think she's hilarious. Gwendolyn Christie, because I don't know anybody who makes me laugh more than her. I would do Rachel Brosnahan because I adore her. And I would probably also throw Rashida Jones in the mix because I have the best talks with her and I think she's so freaking hilarious. So it would be a, a, a girl's comedy. What a good cast. I love that you also were like, well, I would include these people because I know them. Biggest flex ever. <laughs> love it. Uh, Joanna, thank you so much for joining us today on Los Angeles. Where can everybody find you on social? 
So my personal Instagram is Joanna Vargas NYC and my brand page is JV Skincare. So look for me there. And thank you for having me, you guys. This is so much fun. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.